everyone, and welcome to the Renew Your Mind podcast. I'm your host, Kieran Lenahan. I'm a business and mindset coach, and I help faith-driven entrepreneurs grow their businesses, spend more time with their families, and keep their discipleship to Jesus at the forefront of both their lives and their businesses. Today, we're getting into a really interesting topic. This is a diagnostic episode. We're going to get into leadership and specifically what I would call self-leadership. And so whether you have a team of employees or it's just you in the business right now, the same thing is true. The first person that you need to lead, the first employee you need to manage as an entrepreneur is yourself. And I think a lot of people are attracted to entrepreneurship in large part because they love this idea of being their own boss and setting their own schedule and making all of the decisions themselves. But there comes a point for a lot of people when you actually become really disillusioned because you realize that you're not actually that enjoyable to work for. And so my coach calls this your internal manager and your internal employee, right? This idea that as the entrepreneur, you're both the visionary making strategic decisions and determining the direction of the business at a high level. And then in other ways, you're also, especially if you're the only person in the business right now, you're also the employee who's executing that vision and implementing the strategy. And so you wear both of those hats. And so today, this is going to be, I sense, a really eye-opening episode for a lot of you. We're going to sit with a really important question, which is really simply, what kind of boss are you? And to help us answer that question, we're going to use this incredibly useful framework created by a developmental psychologist that's most commonly used with styles of parenting, but it's also used in the business world. And I think it's just a really, really helpful tool for us as we think about managing ourselves in our businesses. And so this framework will break down parenting styles or management styles into four different categories. The first is authoritarian. The second is permissive. The third is neglectful, and the fourth is authoritative. And so I'm going to dig into, don't worry about remembering those, I'm going to dig into each of those in detail in this episode, but we're going to use this framework to uncover the answer to this question. How do you treat yourself? How do you relate to yourself as the employee in your business? What's that relationship like between your internal manager and your internal employee? And just briefly, before we dive in, Let's ask the question, why does this matter? Why is this question an important question to answer around how do you treat yourself? How do you relate to yourself as both the the boss and the employee? The first reason, and this is a fact that I will never forget, your relationship with your boss is one of the two most important factors that determine your level of satisfaction and enjoyment of your job and of your work. The other one, interestingly enough, is whether or not you consider yourself to have a close a close friend at work. I think it's really interesting that both of the two things that drive satisfaction in jobs the most are relational, it has nothing to do with salary, benefits, and the actual content of the work itself. But that aside, your relationship with your boss is one of the two primary drivers of your overall satisfaction and enjoyment of work. If this is true in a nine to five, when you're working in a larger organizational context, how much more is this true when you are an entrepreneur and how much more is it true when you are the only person in the business and you spend 24 seven with yourself, right? Your enjoyment of your work, the quality of your experience as an entrepreneur will be directly impacted by and tied to the kind of boss that you are 
to yourself. The way that you feel about your boss and your work, it affects your level of happiness and satisfaction. But then it also leads to the second reason that this is really important. When you feel satisfied and happy, you do better work. I think we all have the sense that we do higher quality work and we get more done in less time. And there's science to back this up. The research backs it up, which means that you create more impact on your clients. You work fewer hours and you create more value. And as a result, you make more money when you're satisfied and happy at work. I've talked about this on the podcast in a number of different ways, right? How your actions flow from how you're thinking and how you're feeling. And after your actions flow from your thinking and feeling, your results flow from your actions. And so all of these things are highly related to each other. And so with a service-based business, your results will ebb and flow and they're going to track, maybe with a little bit of a lag, they're going to track with how you feel during a, a certain period of time, right? What kind of results do you create when you feel like you're in a rut, when you feel like you're just not really motivated to work? And what kind of results do you create when you feel really excited about getting to your desk in the morning and getting to work, creating value for your audience, creating content, serving your current clients? You do your best quality work when you enjoy your work and you have a good relationship with your boss. So with that, let's jump in. Here's our plan for today. First, we're just going to go over what are the four styles of management that I listed earlier. I want to give you an overview of each. I want to talk through some examples and some some anchors to know what would this actually look like within a business context. And then we're going to leave some space and some time to wrestle with the question, what is your tendency as a boss? Which of these four styles do you resonate with most in your business? And so I'll help you evaluate where do you land in this framework? And then we'll wrap up with which of these four categories do you actually want to be operating from? So what are the four styles? Which style or category do you tend to fall into today? And then what's the place that we actually want to be operating from? Where do you want to be relating to yourself and managing yourself from? So I'm going to talk through each style. I'll give you some indicators of what this might look like in your business. And then I'll walk through how each type of boss would actually interact with business goals. I think that's just a really specific and helpful example of how these styles would actually show up in your business. So first, let's talk about these four styles. They came from psychologist Diana Baumrind in the 1960s, who actually coined the the four styles of parenting that unsurprisingly translate really, really well into business and in particular service-based businesses where when you start out, it's really just you. You're the only employee in the business. And so what we have in these four styles is authoritarian, permissive, neglectful, and authoritative. I'm going to relabel that last one, authoritative, to balanced. We'll just call that balanced. I find often people confuse authoritarian and authoritative. Uh, I found myself even preparing for this, swapping the two and using the wrong one. So we're going to call authoritative balanced moving forward. The first one that I mentioned there was authoritarian. So I'll talk about each of these in the context of a boss and employee relationship. But for each of them, even if you're at a place where you're managing employees right now, I actually want you thinking of these styles primarily in the context of your own relationship with yourself as both the boss and the employee. 
you can for sure listen through this a second time and then think about it through the lens of, okay, me as a boss to the employees that I actually manage. But primarily, listen to this and examine your own relationship with yourself. That's how you're going to get the most out of this in the long run. And so the first of the four styles, authoritarian. For me, the words that come to mind when I think about authoritarian are dictator and militaristic. This is a style that's very harsh. uh, It's very cold. It's demanding. There are really high expectations, but there also isn't a ton of support to back up those high expectations. And so here you wouldn't be very compassionate. There wouldn't be a lot of uh, warmth in your interactions with yourself. And so this is where you're just generally not that nice to yourself. Like if we were to print out a transcript of all the things that you say to yourself in your head, you'd look at it and you'd be like, wow, you're actually pretty mean to yourself. In addition, this type of uh, of being a boss, this style can be very black and white. And so you either hit a goal or you didn't, you either failed or you succeeded. And that's the end of the story. When something doesn't go as planned, the authoritarian boss punishes you in some way. It's punitive, looking to assign blame. Whether it's making you feel bad, saying that you need to work more hours, you need to work harder, the authoritarian boss gets more demanding when things don't go the right way. You need to do more. You should be doing better. You should be further along. Lots of shoulds. When something does go well, in contrast, there's no real celebration or acknowledgement of success. It's just kind of like, yep, that was expected. All right, good job. On to the next thing. Keep going. You're not there yet. Right. And so this looks like maybe you set a goal and you hit it one month. And instead of taking a moment to be in gratitude to celebrate doing that for the first time ever, you're already thinking, well, you need to do it again next month. And so the goalpost just keeps moving and is never satisfied. So as the boss, what the perspective is, this feels like you're being responsible. Like you're just doing what you can to get yourself to perform better. You're pushing yourself, you're striving, you're seeking to improve. But you're trying to do that by exerting control, by having really high expectations and pushing yourself, and you're wanting to control the outcome. On the receiving end, as the employee, this feels suffocating. Like no matter how well you do or how hard you try, you're never satisfied. It's never enough. And eventually it gets exhausting. That constantly moving goalpost gets exhausting. And eventually it's like, what's the point? You start to resent it, and so you might start to rebel in some small ways. Maybe you procrastinate, or maybe you resist doing the things that you know would move you towards your goals. So as it relates to having an actual business goal, let's say you want to bring in two clients this month. You know you're falling into the authoritarian pattern if as you pursue a goal that you have, It feels like you're whipping yourself, kind of like a jockey whips the horse to make the horse run faster. Like you're just trying to put this pressure on to get yourself to perform and to move forward. And then if you hit the goal, there's no pat on the back. It's just on to the next one, right? That moving goal post that I was talking about. And if you don't hit your goal, and here's where things get really interesting, it actually creates feelings of shame and inadequacy. And actually, no attention and no energy goes into figuring out why you didn't hit the goal. You just spend time feeling bad about not hitting the goal. I think back to episode 24 of the podcast where we talked about which fuel are you running from, diesel or electric? Authoritarian 
is running from pressure, is running from diesel. So that's the first style. The second style, the second category, is permissive. This style is like the kind of parent that is very present in their kid's life, but lets them do whatever they want, right? It's very warm and very affectionate and and supportive, but it enables things that aren't actually in the child, or in our case, in the employee's best interest, right? So this kind of boss doesn't set boundaries, doesn't have high expectations, and if they do have expectations, they're just not challenging at all, right? A permissive boss doesn't ask much of the employee. And so a word that that I really associate with this style, with this category of being a boss is lenient, right? That's a great word to describe the permissive boss. When something doesn't go well or doesn't go as planned, there are no consequences to actions. And so whatever the behavior is, whether it's starting work late, pushing tasks to the next the next day, not sending that email or posting that video, it just continues. A permissive boss makes excuses for why you didn't get work done. And remember, we said that the permissive boss isn't very demanding, doesn't ask much of the employee. And so when something does go well, let's say you sign a new client, the permissive boss says, hey, you worked really hard, kick back and relax, you deserve it, just coast for the next couple of weeks. And so it's not a very genuine or healthy kind of celebration that truly honors the work that was done. As the boss, being permissive, it feels loving and compassionate, right? It feels very warm. It feels like being nice to yourself and good, positive self-talk and treating yourself well. And so it feels supportive, but underneath, it's often coming from a place of, if I'm too harsh or if I'm authoritarian, I'm afraid I might lose or damage this relationship. And so the boss that's permissive lives in this constant tension of, I want to be a little bit more demanding but then they back away because that feels threatening, that feels unsafe to do. As the employee, this feels like you get to do whatever you want, which kind of feels nice for a little bit, but then the low expectations and the leniency ultimately becomes disempowering, right? Because you sense that you're capable of doing much more than is being expected of you, but you just get really comfortable, and subconsciously you feel like your boss doesn't actually believe in you enough to push you or to stretch you in any way. And so if this is how you are as a boss to yourself, what I've seen is that it's often a response to either having really permissive parents or to having really authoritarian parents. And this is one of the ways in which you are rebelling against that is to swing to the other side of the spectrum. As it relates to goals, right? A sign that you're falling into the permissive category as a boss is when you have a goal, but you have a really, really loose relationship with it. Like you barely think about it. You don't really look at it. And it's just something that's in the background. It's not actually driving your focus, which is the whole point of a goal. And so those are the first two styles, authoritarian and permissive. I would say that those two are probably the two most common that I see when I work with entrepreneurs. The third style, the third category is neglectful. This style is exactly what it sounds like. It's neither demanding nor supportive, right? Authoritarian, very demanding, not very supportive. Permissive is very supportive, but not very demanding. Neglectful is neither of those two. This is when you just have a boss that's totally uninvolved. And so what this looks like as a a boss in your business is you actually, when you show up to work, 
you're really just putting on your employee hat and you're putting your head down and you're just doing work as if you weren't also the CEO of the business. And so this looks like you're not setting any goals. You don't have any real direction in the business. For the previous two styles, right, we talked about how they would react if something didn't go as planned. Here with the the neglectful boss, in order for something to not go as planned, there actually has to be a plan in the first place. With a neglectful boss, there isn't really a plan. You get to your desk Monday morning and you either feel lost and you spend a lot of time questioning, what should I do? Or you get right into just doing and doing busy work because you're not really sure what you should be doing. You just have a sense that you should probably be doing something. When something goes really well, it goes unnoticed uh, and uncelebrated, right? There's some emotional distance. Where you would want alignment between a boss and an employee on the direction that things are headed, there's just a lack of connection. There is no relationship there. And so as the boss, this feels easy. It literally takes no effort. But at the same time, there's often an underlying guilt because you're ignoring responsibilities that you know that you have. As the employee, this feels a lot like rejection. And so you feel like you're not valued, not important, like you and the work that you're doing aren't worth time and attention from your CEO. And your business can start to feel aimless or even pointless at times. And so you know that you slip into neglectful as a boss when you don't have clear direction, when you don't have plans or goals for yourself or for the business at a high level. And so maybe you're not even sure how the business is doing. When you think about how many clients you have, you don't know off the top of your head. You don't even really know uh, the financials of your business. What do you need to break even? Where do you want to be in terms of profitability? You just don't have a clear sense of the narrative of your business. Where has it been and where is it going? And so that's the third. We have authoritarian, we have permissive, and we have neglectful. And now the last category, the last style, the fourth one we have is authoritative, which we're going to call balanced so we don't confuse it with the first one, which is authoritarian. And so balanced, this is where we want to be. This style balances being demanding right? Having expectations that cause you to stretch and to grow. It balances that with being truly supportive in getting there. There is warmth and there's compassion here. You're not expecting yourself to be a robot and to do everything perfectly all the time, but you're also not enabling. You're actually calling out the best in yourself. And so when something doesn't go as planned, you seek to understand why it didn't go as planned from a place of curiosity, from a place of objectivity and emotional distance. Like you're not going to beat yourself up because something didn't go as planned. You're not wanting or looking to assign blame. You're actually seeking to understand things so that you can improve for the sake of your business and your clients. Because when you're secure and you know that your worth doesn't come from your performance and you know that you're valued by the boss, You don't fear finding places where you can do better. Whereas with authoritarian, any feedback, anything that could be seen as critical would be weaponized to beat yourself up. The balanced style would use that feedback as an opportunity to build up and to help yourself get better. When something does go well, the balanced boss genuinely wants to celebrate and acknowledge it. There's an emotional connection, an emotional presence. 
you're actually proud of yourself and you can let yourself be seen and celebrated without feeling arrogant or without feeling uncomfortable. You can actually just be grateful for what you've accomplished and to sit in the joy and the gratitude for the fruit of your efforts. As the boss, this feels very demanding and very supportive. Like I'm going to call you to a high level of performance, high level of expectation, but I'm going to get in there and to do everything that I can to give you the tools that you need to actually achieve that and to actually perform at your best. We are in this together. On the receiving end, as the employee, this feels like you're being challenged. It feels empowering and exciting, right? You know that you're capable of a lot and you're excited to draw that out of yourself and to have the support of yourself, of your boss. You feel safe to try things and fail, and you know that you'll be supported to learn from it and that you're not going to be blamed or punished or attacked for it. You know that you're worth your value. It's not on the line. That's not at risk when you take a step of faith, when you do something different in the business, when you pursue a goal. It's not tied to your performance, which frees you up to show up and to do your best work and to constantly be honing and learning and fine-tuning. You know that you are in this kind of balanced style, you're in this category. When you set a goal, let's say to bring in two new clients, and either you hit it and there's genuine celebration, or if you don't, you're able to process the disappointment, release that emotion, and then step back and objectively look for ways to improve like a scientist in a lab, and figure out why did things happen the way they did and what can we do differently next time without beating yourself up. And so as you think about these four categories, authoritarian, permissive, neglectful, and balanced, a few things, a few uh, pieces of food for thought. For those of you with employees, again, I want you primarily to be processing this through the lens of what's your relationship with yourself like. But for those of you with employees, recognize that you might treat your employees differently than you treat yourself. For example, you might be really permissive with your employees, but authoritarian with yourself or vice versa. My pattern in corporate when I was managing teams was to be permissive with the people that I managed and then authoritarian with myself. I held myself to incredibly high standards And then if somebody else did anything remotely in the direction of what they were supposed to do, I would praise them. And there was a lot of fear and insecurity driving that where I did not want to lose relationships. I did not want conflict. There was a lot of really immaturity in my leadership. I had picked up subconsciously through my upbringing that good leadership was be harder on yourself than you are on other people which I don't think that's untrue, but I took that to the extreme, right? Where nothing that I ever did was good enough, but anything that other people did was amazing. A few other notes here. Think about the bosses that you've had. If you've worked as an employee before, or maybe you still do, think about the bosses that you've had. Think about your family of origin growing up. Do you see patterns in these four styles, these four categories? Do you see them repeating? Or do you see yourself actually rebelling against certain patterns and going in the opposite direction, swinging to the other end of the spectrum. And then the last thing, just recognize that we don't just fit into one category or one style neatly. 
sometimes we oscillate between a few of these. And so this isn't meant to say, hey, this is the box that you fit into. This is meant to be a diagnostic tool to really point you in the direction of, hey, I actually, I tend to do this and I wanna be moving it into this more balanced direction. And so with that, let's ask the question, what is your tendency as a boss to yourself? How do you tend to show up in that relationship with yourself? Which of these is most characteristic of your relationship with yourself in your business? Do you consistently fall into one of these categories? Or again, do you swing back and forth between being permissive and lenient with yourself and then swing over to authoritarian and be super demanding and hard on yourself and beat yourself up? You can just get stuck swinging back and forth between those two extremes forever. And I will just tell you, it is not fun. And you're you're just missing this middle ground, this balanced place where you can be both supportive and demanding. Think about how you talk to yourself. Are you critical of yourself? Earlier I said, if we were to print out a transcript of your thoughts and how you talk to yourself, what would that tell us? Have you been enabling things that you know you don't want to be doing that won't move you and your business forward? And think about how does it feel working in your business? Are you usually feeling really proud of yourself? Like, do you spend time feeling really excited about your potential and recognizing all of the ways that you've grown already, right? Looking at the gain, how you've grown, or are you always thinking about the gap, where you're falling short, where it's not good enough, where you need to improve? These will all point you towards which of these four categories you tend to fall into. And once you know where you tend to fall, once you know what your patterns tend to be, then you can start to make changes and move towards that balanced category that we talked about. A place where you're stretching yourself and you're asking yourself to grow because you know you're capable, but you're also supporting yourself and getting there where there's grace, where there's an understanding that you're human and you're not perfect and life happens. And so with that, let's wrap up this episode. Not in an entrepreneurial capacity, but we see Jesus throughout the Gospels actually respond to people's sins in this balanced way. Like if we were to put Jesus into one of these categories, I think he would fit into the balanced one when he's interacting with people with regards to their sin, right? He's not permissive. He doesn't just say, hey, do what you want. It's all good. But he also isn't authoritarian and punitive. He didn't come to condemn. He's also not neglectful, right? He obviously cares about the hearts of people, cares about their lives and what they do. And so we have many examples, but the one that comes to mind is the example in uh, John chapter eight, when the Pharisees bring to Jesus a woman who is literally caught in the act of adultery. And they ask, you know, what should we do? And first Jesus asks the Pharisees who are sinless to cast the first stone, right? And they all start walking away one by one because none of them are sinless. And then he tells the woman, go and leave your life of sin, right? And so there's warmth, there was, there was protection from the abuse of the Pharisees, but there's also a calling to a higher standard. And so my charge for you this episode is to be an entrepreneur who is balanced. When you can do this for yourself, when you can have this kind of relationship with yourself, entrepreneurship, I, I'm telling you, becomes the greatest playground in the world. The freedom that comes from knowing that you are not going to beat yourself up, 
along with the pace at which you can try things, fail, and learn from them and keep going, when you can do those things, the faster and better you will be able to build businesses, to launch products, to launch services. For those of you who want to build multiple businesses or multiple services and products, what we talked about today, that's part of the foundation of what great entrepreneurs and the greatest leaders master in order to be producing at a high level, right? That's the way that people are able to to create and to produce many lines of businesses, many types of businesses, many products in such a short period of time. And as you scale a business, as you grow your team and start to manage other people, the leaders who have this balanced style of managing themselves are in the best position possible to have that kind of relationship with their actual employees. And everything that we talked about today just becomes amplified as you scale your business and grow your team. And so imagine having employees who feel empowered to try and to fail, who know that they will be supported and that their boss believes in them and knows what they're capable of and wants to grow and stretch them. Having an organization, a company full of employees who have that safety, who have that trust, but also that desire to continually improve is a recipe for success long-term. And so if you're listening to this episode and you're realizing that you aren't consistently showing up as a balanced boss primarily for yourself or for your employees, and that's the kind of entrepreneur and leader that you want to be, that's work that we do in one-on-one coaching. And so I would encourage you, if that's you, book a discovery call at the link in the show notes or go to lenahancoaching.com slash discovery and let's talk and let's see if we're a fit. That's all for today's episode. Go out and be an entrepreneur who is balanced. Start to examine your relationship with yourself and start to notice these patterns playing out in your self-talk. As always, I hope you have an incredible week and I will talk to you next time on the Renew Your Mind podcast. Thank you.